Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. O send out thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. Continuing on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 37 begins on page 384. We will... Recite verses 1 through 24, 1 through 24. Fret not thyself because of the ungodly, neither be thou envious against the evildoers. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and be withered even as the green herbs. Put thou thy trust in the Lord, and be doing good. Dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thou in the Lord, and he shall give thee thy heart's desire. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and put thy trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall make thy righteousness as clear as the light, and thy just dealing as the noonday. Hold thee still in the Lord, and abide patiently upon him. But grieve not thyself at him whose way doth prosper against the man that doeth after evil counsels. Leave off from wrath, and let go displeasure. Fret not thyself, else shalt thou be moved to do evil. Wicked doers shall be rooted out, and they that patiently abide the Lord, those shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the ungodly shall be clean gone. Thou shalt look after his place, and he shall be away. But the meek-spirited shall possess the earth, and shall be refreshed in the multitude of peace. The ungodly seeketh counsel against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. 
The Lord shall laugh him to scorn, for he hath seen that his day is coming. The ungodly have drawn drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy, and to slay such as be upright in their ways. Their sword shall go through their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. A small thing that the righteous hath is better than great riches of the ungodly. For the arms of the ungodly shall be broken, and the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the ungodly, and their inheritance shall endure forever. They shall not be confounded in the perilous time, and in the days of dearth they shall have enough. As for the ungodly, they shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall consume as the fat of lambs. Yea, even as the smoke shall they consume away. The ungodly borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous is merciful and liberal. Such as are blessed of the Lord shall possess the land, and they that are cursed of him shall be rooted out. The Lord ordereth a good man's going, and maketh his way acceptable to himself. Though he fall, he shall not be cast away, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 41st verse of the 22nd chapter of Numbers. So it was the next day that Balak took Balaam and brought him up to the high places of Baal, that from there he might observe the extent of the people. Then Balaam said to Balak, Build seven altars for me here, and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. And Balak did just as Balaam had spoken, and Balak and Balaam offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to Balak, Stand by your burnt offering, and I will go. Perhaps the Lord will come to meet me, and whatever he shows me I will tell you. So he went to a desolate height. And God met Balaam, and he said to him, I have prepared the seven altars, and I have offered on each altar a bull and a ram. Then the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth, and said, Return to Balak, and thus you shall speak. So he returned to him, and there he was, standing by his burnt offering, he and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his oracle and said, Balak the king of Moab has brought me from Aram, from the mountains of the east. Come, curse Jacob for me, and come, denounce Israel. How shall I curse whom God has not cursed? And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. There, a people dwelling alone, not reckoning itself among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob, or number one-fourth of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my end be like his. Then Balak said to Balaam, What have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies, and look, you have blessed them bountifully. So he answered and said, Must I not take heed to speak what the Lord has put in my mouth? Here endeth the first lesson. 
Together, Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the third chapter of St. Luke. Now in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip tetrarch of Iturea and the region of Trachonitis, and Lysanias tetrarch of Abilene. Annas and Caiaphas being high priests, the word of God came to John the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill brought low, and the crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. And then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and said to them, He who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none, and he who has food, let him do likewise. Then tax collectors also came to be baptized, and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than what is appointed for you. Likewise the soldiers asked him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said to them, do not intimidate anyone or accuse falsely and be content with your wages. Now as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, John answered, saying to them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his threshing floor, and gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And with many other exhortations he preached to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, being rebuked by him concerning Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils with which Herod had done, also added this above all, that he shut up, shut John up in prison. 
Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without thee, Grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, 
in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hath safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Welcome. As we continue the story of uh, Balak and Balaam and the, and the cursings, what the story progresses into is an attempt by Balak to get to, to, to the idea that well maybe he's trying to work magic on Israel in a certain sense to to you know bring a curse and so maybe it was the location maybe if we do it from a slightly different spot we conjure it in a slightly different way it will work and what the story is going to it's going to make the point to us that it when God's blessing is upon it no magic no secret art no curse can work against it. <clears throat> and though um, Balaam is not uh, in the scriptures known to be a, you know, a virtuous uh, prophet, he is, um, he's not able to invoke any curse that God, that, that, that undermines God's power. God is sovereign. God's blessing cannot be overcome. And, but this, the point of the story is that what will eventually overcome God's people in regard to to the, to uh, to Balak's people is the is their disobedience. They're being drawn away from their true worship of God into idolatry, and this will bring God's judgment on them. But it will not thwart God's purpose. God's purpose cannot be thwarted, and that's what we get throughout the the Old Testament narrative. Is what God is doing will be done. Um, people can disobey and remove themselves and you know bring themselves outside of God's purpose <clears throat> but but God's purpose is going to move forward with those who who do what he calls them to do and that brings us over into the new testament uh to to Luke again where we've had this narrative of the people who uh, you know of, of ordinary people who are not visible to you know they're not famous uh not well known but they, um, they're doing what God says to do, and God's working through them. Again, we have Zacharias, Elizabeth, Joseph, Mary, Simeon, Anna, and now we have John the Baptist. And what's interesting about the introduction to John the Baptist's ministry in Luke's gospel is he, he dates it. You know, the, the year in such and such year of the Caesar and such and such year of the local ruler, all these famous people that people pay attention to, but where does the word of the Lord come to? It comes to John, this weird dude out by the Jordan River. So we always have to remind ourselves, wondering what's going on, what's God doing? Don't look in the famous places. Don't look in the well-known places. If you want to know what God is doing, find the place where people are hearing the word of God and doing it, and that's where God's at work. And that's why we never know what God is doing in the world, because our world, you know, John's world didn't look any more hopeful than our own when you're looking at the big picture, but God was at work. 
<clears throat> you just have to keep your eyes on what God is doing in the subtle places and not not on the the newspaper isn't where God is. I mean, it's not that God isn't at work of big picture events, but it's it, in the first century, you wouldn't see what God was doing by focusing on the royal palace. Um, so the and then so John's John's message ties into uh, or what we get in this story ties into the Balak Bala narrative in, in two distinct ways. One is in baptizing Jesus. Um, this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased. Jesus in the spirit will be the one who will fulfill Israel's vocation. Israel's vocation is to obedience and Israel's going to fail that, that vocation in the wilderness. It's going to fail that vocation in the promised land. And, and we need the faithful Israelite. And here he is, uh, the Lord Jesus, who filled with the spirit will not be tempted to be drawn away and right after the baptism um, comes the temptation which we'll talk about which mirrors the temptation of Israel in the wilderness Jesus will be faithful and so um, we as Christians can remain faithful and, and within God's will and promises and blessing by remaining faithful to him because we're baptized into him but for us this requires the other part of John's message which is continual repentance repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and we always we stay faithful to jesus by continually remembering that we tend to we the way we drifted away it's why we come to prayer in the morning to remember oh yes we're children of god and to be to remember oh yeah this these are things i need to you know i need to correct maybe we just look at the 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 small things in life that that help us to purify our motives it's what we call ongoing repentance we we already have turned away from sin to jesus in an initial way but the christian life means continually growing into it uh, so we can love more fully and not be drawn apart by temptation so easily <clears throat> and then so we can stay in christ and be in the true israel which is blessed by god that gets back to the to the balaam story Nobody can undo the blessing that God has on his people who stay in Christ and do what he calls them to do. They're unassailable. They will suffer. There will be temptations. There will be afflictions. But no one, no no curse can prevail against it because uh, that people is blessed. And that's what we're called to be is to remain faithful in Christ. In, and, and for us, that means continuous and ongoing repentance and continuous and ongoing faith in, in our Lord Jesus Christ. And to note also that John's specific instructions were things that pertain to ordinary faithfulness. <clears throat> if you're a soldier, be a good soldier. Don't beat people up. Protect. Um, if you're a tax collector, don't cheat people. Um, if, you're, if you have some, you know, be generous. Ordinary faithfulness day to day is what characterizes the people of God. We'll continue with our prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for the Holy Church Universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, 
and hold the faith in unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. We'll pause for everyone to remember their personal intercessions. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience unto their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory, and who beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> As it's our day of prayer and fasting for mission, we'll end with a prayer for missions on page 38. O God, who has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the whole earth, and it send thy blessed Son to preach peace to them that are far off and to them that are nigh. Grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee. Bring the nations into thy fold. Pour out thy spirit upon all flesh and hasten thy kingdom through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all. Today is our, <clears throat> excuse me, our day of prayer and fasting for mission. Hope you join us with that by fasting in some way and offering the litany for mission at some point in time during the day uh, for our mission and ministry. Thank you, Thank Bishop Scarlett. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, Carol. Thank you, everyone.